Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the UK commodity markets and the wider picture by Jason Durden, my colleague who's Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management at Alpha. Jason, welcome to you. What's been going on in carbon? I gather not just interesting price levels have been reached, but some interesting comments affecting the market. Yes, lots going on, Jeremy, as you'd probably expect in the month that we finally get uh, underway with trading UK announces. So back end of last week in a generally bullish market, we had 50 being tested by Friday of last week. The market actually settled for the first time above 50 uh, new records. Uh, and I'm referring to the front year contract, Deck 21. So uh, settled above 50. We then have Franz Timmermans from uh, the European Commission saying in an address, there's no plans to intervene in the EU ETS, saying, in his opinion, the flagship market should remain intact uh, as it is and that carbon prices should be a lot higher for it to be effective not exactly dampening the ardor of investors and people looking to ride the commodities boom we've got 14th of july before we see the plans from the eu on what the ets looks like going forward and what the market stability reserve looks like but i think the mood music is that it can get a lot worse before it can get a lot better hot off the press actually and we're still digesting what it really means but Bayes have actually come out with a couple of sort of statements that are suggesting that there'll be a 40% reduction in the amount of uh, free allocations for the UK from that that was mooted last summer and that obviously is uh, supportive of the mood music but interestingly accompanying such sort of tidbits if we can be so uh, flippant was the talk about the cost containment mechanism that the government does have a mechanism for intervening if it determines that the market gets out of control and we're seeing today that that is basically seen as a three-month average above a certain level which is around currently where the market is trading so whilst i don't think it's particularly should we say bearish it does indicate that the government of a smaller scheme like the UK is aware that there could be liquidity issues that could cause, you know, very difficult pricing moves and that, that they actually, unlike the, the EU mechanism, have got a cost containment mechanism that's actually, they're going to publish details on that people will be able to refer to and, and see what that actually means. So it will act as a, a break to the really bullish effect that we've seen that we're talking the forecasts that are saying carbon 75 or 100 are now being talked about in anger again uh, as we surpass 50 i suppose it becomes a political issue at this point with once it really starts to impact on businesses and politicians in individual member states they will exert pressure on the uh, european commission but the commission in its current guise has no interest it's clearly stated through franz timmerman's statement that he has no plans to intervene in this so watch this space but there's no quick fix well, indeed, uh, watch this space. We certainly will. 
of course, whenever politicians say we have no plans for doing something, we all know that there's a possibility that they might. They just don't necessarily want to say it yet. And I can understand the Commission wants to talk about higher carbon pricing. It's got ambitious carbon targets. Carbon pricing will be a big part of that, just as it will in the UK. But I think, as you say, a bit of honesty and transparency about the cost containment mechanism we have here, rather like the market stability reserve, perhaps, in the EU, wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, it's a slightly artificial official market after all and uh, we have to recognize that turning now to power we've seen high power prices in the uk or rather gb market as well what's the cause for this is mixture of commodity prices tail end of the winter period supply problems and of course carbon what's the cause or is it all of the above yes all of the above jeremy if we just sort of unpack some of that so we're seeing balance of summer prices above 70 pounds a megawatt we're seeing spot prices anywhere between 65 and 80 odd pounds a megawatt hour. I think if we unpackage it, there's obviously fuel input costs. We've got coal, which is still being used at the margins. We've got gas prices at the, the highs, multiples of where they were on the spot for last winter. And that impacts straight into the cost of generating power. We've obviously got carbon at 50 euros. And let's actually put some context around that. In the last six months, the price of carbon has doubled. That has significant impact. That's at least £10 in the price. So with the balance of summer at £70 a megawatt and the balancing market still looking very tight, not really recovered from sort of leaving the EU mechanism really. And there seems to be, we can meet demand, but there seems to be plenty of opportunity for marginal and bit players to, to hang out for absolute excruciatingly high balancing prices before they... Um, accept those prices and run and that perhaps might be something that needs to be looked at going forward but uh, with that 80 pounds a megawatt for this winter which is higher than the peak we saw three years ago during that particularly uh, strong bull run in the summer 80 pounds probably seems to be about right on the basis of the summer's 70 odd pounds we talked enthusiastically last time we met about could this be a hundred pound forward well if we see no abatement in carbon and we continue to see a tight fuel market through you know high gas prices then there's no reason why given that we have higher input costs specifically through carbon that we won't see forwards move way above the sort of 75 and 76 pounds they topped out at in three years ago in the bull run so unfortunately i'm not overly optimistic for uh, any any return to lower pricing in the short term sounds like it could be a bit of a tough time for consumers ahead possibly already one part of the debate of course on power is the availability of of capacity not just in the uk but also the ability of the uk to import supplies something that's been in the news for completely different reasons recently in germany but it's normal to import power from continental europe but there have been one or two issues with the interconnectors at the moment i gather yeah so this winter has been the story of uh, britned which is a relatively new piece of kit and it's just been well it's not worked <laughs> we, we had a long outage in q4 that spilled into q1 and then we had a very short reprieve in q1 and the latest statement that came out yesterday from britned itself was that due to weather considerations that the uh, interconnector wouldn't be back on again until the 31st of may now the balance of this is although it's a reversible two-way interconnector clearly it 
tends to ship more power into the UK than the other way around. So that obviously that's having an impact as well. The French interconnector, the IFA, seems to be working in much the same way that we would expect. But I say this, the, the BritNed thing has been... Uh, bit of a non-event this winter really and just at a time where you could really do with it as i say back before june well possibly let's just hope that you know whatever it is it seems a little bit unusual that such a brand new bit of kit should be so unreliable well, let's hope those problems get solved sooner rather than later. At least that's not uh, causing a problem during the depth of winter, at least not at the moment. And turning lastly to gas and the wider economic picture and uh, the situation for commodities generally, high prices there as well, as you say. Any particular issues about Russian flows through the UK, Ukraine, demand in the Asian markets and so on that might be having an impact here? Yeah, definitely. So the two or three things going on around gas are the whole politics piece about uh, Nord Stream 2. Obviously, that's been shelved. That should have been up and running uh, first quarter of uh, this year. Politically, that's become very difficult. But what had happened is the Russians had already cancelled the capacity through Ukraine for the gas that was supposed to be diverted. They haven't. And as recently as the beginning of uh, this month or the end of April, they, they haven't booked any capacity that the Ukrainians are making available. Obviously, they've seen how much it's in their interest to sell the capacity. The Russians have shown no interest in it. So I think the Russians are probably trying to focus people's minds on getting a resolution to uh, Nord Stream 2, because I think the Germans want it, the Germans need it. And um, perhaps there is um, perhaps a more diplomatic, if not completely favourable American administration on this one. But uh, I think the Russians want to use their pipeline direct. They want to um, remove the uh, Ukrainian question. But there is much lower gas levels coming into northwest Europe this summer from Russia as a result, which puts more pressure on LNG pricing. LNG pricing, we're seeing continued Chinese buying in the east, despite some Indian cargoes being turned away. And we're seeing LNG spot prices seen at 70 pence. So we learned the lesson very quickly in January that if you don't provide a comparable price, the shipments of LNG will get redirected. And therefore, I think with uh, Asian LNG at 70p, pipeline gas at a premium into Europe, particularly through Russia, 65p spot prices in the UK and sort of marginally less than that in Europe are where it needs to be to ensure that we actually do get some. In terms of replenishing storage, we've seen very small advancements so far. I mean, only last week we saw EU stocks did build marginally last week. But the further that gets pushed back because of higher demand factors, the more of a tight push it's going to be to get these stock levels up to uh, where they need to be ahead of the winter season. Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, That's extremely interesting, if uh, not always comfortable news for consumers. I think, you know, with high carbon power and gas prices either on the horizon or already here, it could be a little bit of a tough time for some, but it shows how important it is to be in touch with the markets in terms of contracting and how best to manage the risk. So thank you as ever for your insights. If you'd like to find out more, do visit our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and have a look out for our reports there. And we hope you join us again for a podcast very soon.